0: John Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, a new year, welcome back, gentlemen.
1: Thank you. Good to be here. Nice to have a little break, but it's very good to be back as it's well. It's
0: fantastic to be back, and I tell you, I came in here today with an idea of what the podcast was going to be, mm-hmm. and John McGrath again <laughs> has got a sidetrack because he said he said something which I thought to myself, this has to be a great thing to be talking about at the start of 2016, not knowing what the buyer energy is going to be like, what an agent needs to do, and John said, we should talk about this year, soft, hard. And straight away, I didn't understand exactly what you went on about, John, but I think this is the time of the year that a real estate agent needs to get their mindset perfectly right, and agents struggle with actually um, this soft, hard. Well, what is, John, what so is soft, wh- what hard? What I was meaning
1: the other day, I was just thinking about in this industry, and. Um you know, I think every individual has a degree in, in themselves of, of sort of soft, loving energy and then a degree of sort of tough warrior energy. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, they have this inner civil war. They think, oh, look, you know, I'm a kind of a nice, touchy-feely kind of person, so that means I can't be a good closer and I can't tell people news that I don't think they want to well, hear. you often
0: hear, John, people say, I'm not, I'm actually probably not suited to real
1: suited estate. to real estate, that's right. And yet you get the other people that kind of figure out at some point that you, you do need to, able to deliver the reality and the the news and the information and you do need to be able to close deals with a buyer or seller to actually get ahead in real estate but unfortunately sometimes they take it so far they lose all the soft loving bit and you see this in both genders and so sometimes i see far too many people that you would think you know are the softer type of gentle people that make no sales but everyone loves their service and yet the other people that end up being kind of like stomping on people and, and crunching deals and probably, at least for the short term, earning some good money, but never getting repeat business and kind of losing a lot of friends along the way. And losing, I think, what is a really important part of us all, which is that really loving, caring component. Yeah. So, you know, the question that I had, and I wanted to explore in today's podcast, because I hear this a lot, is how do, do you maintain both? Because I think both plays an important role. Just like in you know, a hot weather and cold weather, yeah. and night and day, I think you know you need to have all. So, um, my my view is: so I start off with yin and yang. Tom is what you know the Chinese culture would. Talk, they often talk about yin and yang. So it's kind of the black and the white, and the the light and the shade of all things. I think that you know being a loving, caring person is such a a great asset to have, and I would never want anyone for any reason to lose that. I think you've got to care, you've got to nurture people. You've got to care for people's feelings. Um, all those things are really vital. And I think you can also simultaneously be someone that delivers the real news because you know it's in their best interest to hear the reality as opposed to sugarcoating or uh, keeping things back. I think you need to be able to ask for the business and be prepared for people to kind of reject you because a lot of people that are kind of in that soft energy, Troy, that kind of fear rejection. I'm saying, look, you can be soft and loving and be rejected as well and have it not hurt you. Yeah. You can just say that, okay, if a rejection that just means I didn't have the right approach or information at that time for that situation with that client, I'm still a good person. So I really encourage, because I think in a way I'm, I am I kind of have both. You know, I am very, internally I'm very soft and loving and caring and all the rest, but also I recognise the runner business, sometimes you've got to make tough calls, you've got to drive people and sometimes that means, you know, giving people sort of, you know, tough love as we call it, um, not to hurt them, but so they get the message. Some people get the message... No matter how you deliver it, other people sometimes you've got to be pretty direct with them. So, and say, so come on.
0: So what, John? Are you saying that you can be empathetic mm-hmm. and still have a crucial conversation with someone? Uh,
1: in fact, I'll go beyond that, Tom. I think to be empathetic, you have to have the crucial conversation. Because if you think about it, double-click way down into empathy, what you really want is to someone to get the best outcome for themselves. Right. Now, if I don't have all the information to make the appropriate decision as a seller or a buyer, I'm going to miss out on an opportunity. So if you really care, often in my coaching, and Troy's been in a lot of it because Troy does a lot of our coaching around the group, and Troy and I often you know, do it together. And, and I often say to people, it's because I care so much about you that I'll give you this tough love. Right now, the track you're on, you're probably going to be out of the industry in six months. I say that because I care and I don't like saying it. I don't want to bruise you. But if you don't hear that now and change your course of action, you're probably going to say in six months, oh, well, real estate wasn't for me. I wasn't suited to real estate. But if we can now correct that, we have time to correct that course before we bump into the wall. So I think that if you really care about people, which I'm sure all our listeners do, because I think we attract good people, and I don't sound silly about yeah. that, but you know, we have good energy and we, we send out positive vibes and I think we get good people listening to us. So if you really care about your clients like our listeners do, you really have an obligation and a responsibility to tell them the reality, the truth. And whether that's in pricing up front, whether that's in feedback people are giving you about their property, whether that's in where the, the pricing looks like it sits after three weeks of opens, whether that's when you've got an offer and you have unequivocally, you know it's the best offer and they should take it, but it's 20000 less than they had hoped for and you really care for them sometime because guess what, the next offer might be 30000 less than they'd hoped for. And it might be in three months' time, so I think you've just got to look at it. Is is these things are not mutually exclusive? It's not either I'm really nice and sweet and loving and caring, or I'm really tough and and direct with people. I think you know. What do
0: you, what, what do you John? What do you say to the person that's listening to this right now <coughs> that finds it difficult to have tough conversations with clients and? Um, they'll generally go to a meeting and they'll, t- they'll, they'll avoid the topic. Right. They'll avoid what they really want to say. I mean, I have some real estate agents say to me, Tom, I say to myself as I leave a vendor's house in the car what I should have said to them yeah. when I was at the house. What do you say to that person? How, how, how do they make Great that question. First, first step?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so my view is, first thing is, you have to ask yourself the question or take it up with your coach if you have one what is the fear of giving them the truth? And for most people, it kind of is gonna sound, the answer is gonna sound something like, well, I really care for them and I don't want them to feel bad and I don't want them to not like me, if you sort of drill down to it. Um, well, you know, again, reality is you've been hired to get the best result and to guide them along the way as to how to get the best result, not to become their best friend. And, you know, you, you, I think people respect, they may not like what they hear, but they respect it. So the first thing is I think you've got to unhook yourself from whatever it is your fear around having that conversation with them, what are you saying to yourself and what are you believing around having that direct conversation and being totally honest and transparent with people that you think could lead to a bad outcome? Mm. Second thing is practice. Practice it. So I say, Tom, now we've had 34 groups through the property. I think I'm in a really good position to take you through where the market sees the value for your home. So i brought some information along. I'd like to take you through this. Now I'd like to start the conversation by saying I know that you were saying to me your dream price is five hundred thousand. All I can say, quite honestly, right now, is the market seeing is the realistic price for them anyway is around four fifty to four sixty. So it's kind of important for you to know what people are saying and why they're saying it. So I want to run through that with you. So what you heard from me, hopefully, then Tom, if it comes across right, is not aggressive. No, it's not like you know you're never going to get that. It's not taking away someone's hope. It's just being matter of fact talking, the tonality is important and the words are important. So the only way you can get both those is by practice. So unhook your fear and then practice, practice, practice the sort of conversations that you think you need to have more of. Now, it could be if you're a coach or a sales manager or a principal out there, it could be the conversation you need to have with an underperforming team member. Mm. So, Troy, what I really want to go through now is how are your results and I want to give you my view on how I think you're performing and where we need to improve. And to be quite honest, what happens if we don't improve? So you have that conversation with someone and then, you know, because, you know, I, I kind of try and get no surprises. I don't want people to say, oh, my God, I got fired today or, oh, my God, you know, the auction came around and the people only bid a million dollars and I was hoping to get 1.3. You actually don't want them to have that surprise. Yeah. You want people to give people information along the way so it gets to a point of decision making where if, if you do have to terminate anyone and hopefully you don't because we all hate that, but sometimes it has to happen. It shouldn't be a surprise. Sorry, Troy, you had a comment? No, I was going to say, the word I got there was setting up the expectation. Yeah. If it's with a property, then setting up the expectation up front around what could potentially happen makes that conversation slightly easier because they already know what's coming. Like Great Great insight. no one wants to get a surprise. So whether it's a team member, you've said, listen, I want to talk about your results. You're either on track or off track. This is the reality. If we don't change it before we bump into the wall, this is what will happen in the next six months. So whether it's a property or people, same thing. So it's a bit like practice there, Troy. It's a process. Process. So, you know, if you sit there with a client and have a meeting after you've listed the property saying, look, I'd love to take you through, Troy, the next steps. Mm -hmm. So you understand what could happen, what may not happen, what's likely to happen, what's unlikely to happen. You take them down a set of scenarios. That does set you up for future success. So then when... We say, look, it's possible the first buyer that walks through this home is our best buyer. We, I know that I've told you that the, this probably should be auctioned, I think it should. It is also possible that the first buyer brings forward the best offer we're ever gonna get. So we need to always be mindful
0: and talking in an open and transparent way. So this is um, pretty much the reason why having a set to sell meeting or setting the stage meeting as part of your process, yeah. it will uh, set the frame, no surprises. Uh, educating people up front um, and um, we know as, as this podcast uh, goes to air that uh, in many marketplaces the agents that are going to do excessively well the agents that are going to dominate are the agents that are going to be able to educate vendors yeah. to accept the reality of the marketplace yeah. which is to tell people what they need to hear, not and, what they want like to, to hear. And to keep
1: people's feet on the ground, Tom. You're, yeah. you're right, because the reality of the marketplace might be the market's very good, yeah. or it might be the market appears on, on the surface to be not so good. You have to be you know, sort of looking after both. Correct. You don't want your clients to get too highly elated, yeah. and you certainly don't want to get too depressed. You're kind of trying to find that medium, because it, it, this is a business transaction. When you see it as a business transaction, and the clients do, and you take the emotion out, oh this is my home and my daughter got married here, surely, and my neighbour said it must be worth a million dollars and he's never going to get carried out of a box unless he gets a million for his. That's kind of emotional stuff that really doesn't take us towards the best outcome. When we take it back to here's here's what else has been selling, here's what the comments of the buyers have been making. I've now had forty seven buyers, you know, we've had four offers, and we actually bring it down to a business decision, that's where you get it. So I think I think this soft, hard concept, just recognise within yourself you're probably tending or, or favouring one or the other. You're either thinking there as you're listening to this or driving along thinking, well, I'm kind of more the really nice guy or, look, I'm probably you know, the tough guy or whatever. And I say guys, you know, either gender, obviously. Um, and then recognise that you actually can be both. In fact, I think you should be both. Um, because that gives you a well-rounded person. Because sometimes, you know, I say to some guys, I've, I was in a training session with Troy recently, coaching, and a, a lovely guy. Um, no, sorry, it was Danny Acox mm. lovely guy that we were coaching, and and, and you know, we were talking about it, and and I, and my sense was he was just too nice, yeah. and 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 I said, you know, is it possible that when you're in a meeting with a client, you have trouble giving them kind of like let's get down to business, whether you're listing, and he said, yes, exactly. And I said, we have to bring that into your repertoire because they'll never get to see the nice you because they won't list with you. So you need to get to able to say to the client, okay, Troy, now let's get down to business. It's been a wonderful cup of tea. I love the Tim Tam. Now, let's start having a chat about what are we going to do with this home? I want to represent you and I want to get the best possible outcome. And, and let's talk through how that looks. And I want to hear if you have any concerns about having me represent you. I'd love you to air them so we could try and resolve them. And either I'm going to convince you and give you confidence that we can resolve them, or you're going to convince me that I can't, in which case I'm happy to walk away and you'll appoint someone else. How's that sound? And you have that kind of matter-of-fact business. And people say, oh, okay, well, it's pretty transparent and, and direct. So I think that's you know a big part of it. It's I, not I just
0: think everything you've spoken about here and, Troy, what you've mentioned... Um, about managing expectations, I think it's all underpinned by letting go of worrying about how people are going to feel but tell them the truth. Yeah. And not playing these stories in your head, if I say this, they'll feel this. I think it's pretty much being a reporter on the ground and telling them things as they actually happened and Mm. doing it frequently Mm. and pretty much taking the approach that I must tell them these things so they can make an informed decision. Yeah, no, I,
1: 100% right, and, and um, to Troy's point, which is great insight, um, if you don't set it up in advance, or if you set it up incorrectly, so someone listed and they said, oh, you know, my price, Troy, I'm a million dollar man, I want, I, I've i always said I, I want to own this, home until it's worth a million. If you kind of say, yeah, okay, I'm with you, You know, we're gonna get that million, don't worry, you're setting yourself up for failure. You can say, you know, Troy, Here, you know, I'm going to do everything possible to get every last cent out of the market. You know that. You trust me to do that. And I have the process. Whether that's a million or a bit more, a bit less, I can't tell you yet. But, gee, I'm going to try everything I can. That's setting yourself up for success Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to, yeah, no problem. Of course we're going to get that and I wouldn't let you sell for less than a million, which is the kind of dialogue, crazy as it sounds, some agents are having because they're kind of wanting to, you know, jump on that bandwagon of, feel good today i want them to feel good when they've moved to their next home and knowing that as they look back they got the best price albeit it may not have been what they wanted all they have to know is they got the best price possible they have to know that you did not leave one rock unturned you looked at for buyers everywhere you negotiated to the last drop and you presented them their best options then they'll look back on you with great respect it's not about oh well he achieved me my dream price because guess what that doesn't happen that often yeah. because most people's dream prices are what's it probably worth at another 10 or 20% mm-hmm. and then round it up to the next 50,000 yeah. yeah. because we always got to tell agents more than we think because you know, our solicitor told us or whoever. So yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a good start to the year. I Great mean, start to Hopefully, the year, that was guys. a good well, topic. I look forward to topic. seeing
0: you every week. Troy, um, well, you're okay. looking fantastic. John, you're looking fantastic. Thank you. Well, so, it's good um, to have you, bro. We're, Did you hear Troy when we were
1: talking before? just went live. We we're saying about this, and, and Troy said, Oh, well, I'm getting it. Would you call it a splitter? Yeah,
0: a splitter for
1: the uh, mics. Has anyone authorized that splitter for the mics? So, basically, listeners, <laughs> MDA listeners, Troy has just self approved a, a request order for a splitter, which I'm now finding out gives him an actual microphone. Because up till now, Troy calls across the desk into, into <laughs> Tom on my microphone, so we can actually have a degree of control.
0: But he's now getting his own microphone. Apparently, I mean, he's a business that simply has no revenues. But somehow, somewhere along the line, I've got
1: to. I've got to. I've got to Troy, do you, you know? want us to
0: send you off to a, <laughs> a, a a retreat in New York to see what they do on the podcast? Who
1: approved the requisition form for a splitter? <laughs> no one. But I've got to confess, the listeners would be aware of this. But the logo has been updated this year as well. So my name is now on the logo as
0: well. Wow, attribute. I didn't know. Course, I certainly didn't share, approve that.
1: <laughs> get shared on my LinkedIn. So I've got to confess this is, extra- this is
0: extraordinary we've got uh, expenditure brand logos we just, what, what else is installed for us what, what, what I do want to do is just
1: set up the expectation for the rest of 2016 yeah. thank god he's very talented thank, tal- thank god he's tal- <laughs> talented now our commitment to our listeners is we will give you on a weekly basis or as close to that as we can possibly do I think we, most weeks we do a podcast um, real conversation this is around real topics this is not around sugar coding. this is not a textbook stuff this is what are we doing? So often you'll hear us throughout the year. If this is the first time you've tuned in, we'll talk about what's happening that week. If we, if we notice something, because Tom, you're in the marketplace a lot, and Troy and I to a degree also. If we're seeing a trend in certain markets, if we're seeing uh, some great results from some agents, we'll bring them to you. We'll discuss them uh, with no sugar coating. Now, is it too late for people to join your gym yet, or are okay, they so, still log on?
0: Uh, yes, we've got uh, till the end of January, you have the opportunity to do real estate gym and Kickstart and the reason why John I do that is that a lot of people uh, don't start work till the middle of January and they turn around and say you know what I don't want to do I want to be disconnected from you know KPIs listing targets on you know in Queensland but if they go to realestategym.com.au or tompanos.com.au, they can do Kickstart and Real Estate Gym for the one fee and that will give them 12 months membership at five hundred and seventeen dollars Guys, well done. I, yeah, look forward to seeing you throughout the year. Talk to you soon. See you, Troy. Wow.